You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, Carterville, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you tuned in today, and I think you're going to be glad that you tuned in today. So, uh, this podcast um, is another one of our testimonies from Togo. We're wrapping those up this week. And today we're really blessed to have Mike Napper with us. So a lot of you at Carterville know Mike. Mike's been around Pedal forever, and he's been around Carterville for a long time. Mike and Christy and their family are members at Carterville. Uh, Mike's a friend to me. But for this podcast, Mike is the missionary that our team served in Togo. He leads the 1040 Project. Carterville is a uh, partner to the 1040 Project throughout the year, and once in a while we get to send a team. This is the first team I got to serve on, but let's take a second to welcome Mike. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much. It's good to be here. It's good to sit with you and uh, just to catch up on uh, over the last week and, and what's happened uh, since you guys visited Togo. So yeah. it's good to be here. So it was new for me, but it's not new for you, right? I mean, that was my, my first week to serve beside you. Uh, in your ministries in Togo, to meet the pastors you work with, to see the work you're in. So it's fresh to me, not fresh to you. I mean, this is something you've been working on for years. And sure. um, our team, you know, we were really impressed by some of the fruit that was, you know, the, the buildings that are going up, the churches that are being built, the pastors that are being discipled. You know, so for us, um, we saw we saw a snapshot of ministry that looked like it was happening very quickly. The reality is you've been over there working for a long time, and I'm glad you're getting to see the fruit, but I'd love to, to lay the groundwork for the backstory. So while Carterville um, is paying close attention, let's chat about this. Mike, um, how how long have you and Christy been in Africa in general? I know you didn't start in Togo, but how long have you been interested in Africa, serving in Africa? Yeah, so we've been missionaries since 2008, okay. and after we raised uh, funding, uh, to be able to sustain ourselves and our ministries, we've been in Africa since 2010, so over a decade. Yeah, I remember. I remember the fundraising years, and you went to France to learn French. Mm-hmm. Uh, West, much of West Africa is French speaking, you know, for their their language of mm-hmm. the economy. So I remember you learning French, and then you so you deployed. You said 2000 and well, we arrived in Africa 2010. All right. Okay. Great. So 12, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. um, and I know that you know y'all's missionary footprint has changed. You've you've been in Africa. You've been in Asia. Some um, you have developed a team based ministry. I'm guessing, like just me watching, it looks like you spent about half the year in America and about half the year in Africa. Am I close? Yeah. Um, on you know, the normal would be that we would be in Africa about eight months out of the year. Gotcha. Uh, and then be in the States yeah. uh, raising funding for the yeah. rest of the party. I know this. Your, your family had a lot going on this past year. But, uh, okay, so a normal year, eight months in Africa, four months in the States. You know, I realize you go around, you preach a lot. You're in, in missions conferences raising funds and creating yes. awareness mm-hmm. for your ministry a lot and, and maintaining relationships with churches in, in Missouri and Texas and all over. Yes. That continue to support you guys. It's a pretty big, pretty large network mm-hmm. in the in the U.S. And I tell you, I'm curious. With our team was blessed, but how many how many teams from North America would you say are coming over to work with you guys in an in an average year? Mike? Yeah, we have uh, ten to twelve teams that come and work with us on an average year. Okay, cool. And 
I will say this, you know, every team Carterville has sent, I know, you know, Reed, Reed's been over, Brick, Brick went over, Stroh's led teams over. Mm-hmm. I think we've had four teams before yeah. our team. I think we were yes. the fifth team. That's right. Um, and every Carterville team, you know, that comes home says, wow, it was great work. We, you know, we're blessed. We were blessed by what, what God's done. And our team is the same. You know, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we came home and every member of our team has said, wow, I was just really impressed. Felt like God was at work, you know. Proud of you guys, proud of what God's done, proud of the local believers. Um, give us a little bit of a understanding of when a team is not serving. Like, so when there's, you have 12 teams a year, uh, and so that means there's 40 weeks of a year, you know, where you're doing ministry without uh, without a handful of North Americans, you know, besides you with outreaches. What's going on in this network of ministry in Togo when there's nobody else from yeah. North America there. So, so our ministries are in multiple countries in Africa, not just in Togo. That's um, true. There's some that we won't mention the name, and then we also got some over in Ghana. So when teams are not there, uh, it's, a, it's a multifunctional ministry because I have to raise funding to plant these churches. I've got to raise funding for the water wells, the schools, the feeding centers, the sports ministries. Uh, the the orphanages, the different things that we're doing. So I'm either in the States raising funding for that or we're in a country and we're looking for new places to plant churches. We're also running a discipleship ministry. And so what we try to do is have a high intense, a high intensity ministry where we're developing leaders, leaders that can develop leaders, um, disciples who can make disciples. And so on a given average week, uh, our our Bible Institute, our Bible College that we have there is operating, and we're inside the Bible Institute. Uh, we're teaching we're, um, uh, the guys how to be pastors and missionaries through the Bible Institute, or we're in communities discipling uh, the believers that uh, have not yet established a church there, uh, to where we can have. 35 to 50 people meeting under a tree, mm-hmm. and then we'll go in and, and, and build a church. So a lot of the things that we're doing is looking for new opportunities to plant churches, uh, new opportunities to be in different areas, new ministries within mm-hmm. the sports, the feeding center, or the schools. So a given average week, uh, we are pretty busy, for the most part, uh, developing ministry, mm-hmm. developing disciples, making disciples and leaders and things yeah. of that nature. Well, and I know while we were there, we, we got to see the base camp that you're building, which is going to be, you know, great. Um, we got to see three church facilities, I think. Am I right? We saw where, where Pastor Tinta ministers, and there was a feeding center, a water well, a church, a multi-use sports complex hangar, yes. uh, and a school for mm-hmm. elementary school yeah. kids. Uh, we saw where Pastor Sangor ministers mm-hmm. and where Pastor Dominic ministers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Both of those guys, their churches, it was a feeding center, a clean water well, a church and a covered, you know, pavilion mm-hmm. for multi multi use. Um so uh, yeah, I mean I guess one of the things I was thinking every week those churches are meeting, those pastors are preaching, mm-hmm. those feeding centers, you know, distributing food, the school at Pastor Tinto's church, you know, is is educating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that's a lot that's a lot of in addition, I watched those three pastors plus a couple of associates that you guys are training, um, you know, go set up outreaches in other villages to see if this is a place yeah. where they mm-hmm. And I remember one of the pastors, uh, as you mentioned, was working in Ghana as well. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. one of the guys that was with us came from another country in, in northern Africa yes. down. So we mm-hmm. saw, you know, somebody that's working in, in all three of the countries that you guys are currently yeah. have mm-hmm. a footprint in Africa. but. Mm-hmm. That was just, it was kind of neat to think about how much ministry was going on, 
you know, when we, yeah, even when we're sitting here, I mean, you and I are sitting here comfortably in the States. And meanwhile, those brothers are still doing, you know, doing the work. Yes. That's kind of neat. It is. You know, uh, like you said, I got Kiefer right now as we're speaking. He's over at the base camp. They're laying tile. And so we're yeah. trying to get all the tile in the, in the Bible college uh, done. Uh, Dominique is working with a new guy that's trying to uh, enter the Bible Institute come January. So we're, we're just looking at him, vetting him. Uh, you got Tinta uh, over at the school. And so, you know, he's teaching at the school, plus he's working through the church. And, and so any property that you go to um, seven days a week, mm-hmm. you're going to find people there. Our ministries operate seven days a week. It never shuts down. So um, we went, you took us to one site that's not a church yet. Right now it's just a, it's a cement wall, right? Yes. You, you mm-hmm. got, there's a property that's, that you purchased a property yes. and you've got the wall in place, you know, ready to install the church and the feeding center, the water well, and the other components of that yes. facility. Um I think I think we were at another place where we were in church, and you said, "Hey Ben, a year ago." So we had there was a church and a feeding center and a water well, and you said, um, "Hey, you know what? A year ago, this was a pineapple field yeah. or mm-hmm. cornfield. I don't remember one or the other. There was yeah. a lot of corn. And there was a lot of pineapple." Yes. Um, do I remember that correctly? Was there was was it? I don't remember which church it was, but that's Invadame. Okay. Yeah. So Invadame, we had a team come in March of last year. By November, we had a church built. And uh, what you guys seen mm-hmm. was a church, a feeding center, uh, a sports ministry. Uh, the pastor's house is there. A water well ministry is there. And so that, yeah, that was the first time we'd ever walked in that village was yeah. in March of last year. Well, I realized that you know the the fundraising for you know what it costs to, to build the concrete church building, the fundraising for building the water well, the fundraising mm-hmm. for buying the land, the fundraising for buying the food center. You know, you're I know you're doing a lot of that on the North American side of the work um, yes. all year. That represents a lot of effort on your end, as well as those guys. What does a ministry look like, just kind of in a nutshell, um, from knocking on a chief's door to say, hey, can we can we do an outreach in your village, to we just commissioned a church, there's a pastor and a, and a, and a church that's actively worshiping yeah. Jesus in this community? Yeah, so I, I love this part of the ministry because our national team are leaders, and uh, they have a very dy- dynamic uh, role, and so they'll go into a village and they befriend the chief of the village, and they get permission uh, either at the school or from the chief for the American team to come in. So when you guys are en route by air, they are in the village uh, building uh, relationships. Uh, whenever you guys land, we go into the village, we do the VBSs, we do the Jesus film. When you guys leave, they go back into that village and begin discipleship. And it's a whole group of pastors. It's a lot of them that will go in uh, with their families, with other church members, other leaders, and they'll start discipling in that community. And we may be in three or four churches with one, or three or four villages with one team, but we only are going to plant one church out of that cluster of villages that are there. I got you. And so, um, and that work can be as fast as a year. Yes. Or as slow as how long, Mike? Yeah, normally if we're going to develop a ministry in that particular village like say give you an example in bala um you guys you're just talking about the cement wall that piece of land that we went and prayed over with your team we went into that village this year in february okay and uh started doing vbs's we had five six hundred kids show up for that we did a jesus film had Mm -hmm. about 500 show up for that did an impromptu sports uh uh, clinic there three or four hundred showed up for that um so that was february 
I'm thinking probably by March of, of 2023, we will start uh, breaking ground on a church, uh, actually building the building. We're still trying to raise some funding for that. Um, but once we get that funding for that, I think probably March. So that took a little over a year. While mm-hmm. the one in Vodame, a uh, smaller village, it took a little less than a year. I got you. Okay. Well, it's just, it's a neat work to see. It's moving fast. I'm proud that you can keep up with all of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I post things on Facebook so I can go back and see where I'm at and what I'm doing. So it's kind of my calendar. It's 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 my date planner. Uh, and I'll know where we're at and what we're <laughs> so doing. So if somebody listens to the podcast today and they want to keep up with you, they want to follow your page on Facebook yes. so they can pray for you better mm-hmm. or just kind of, where are they going to find you on Facebook? Uh, Mike Napper. Uh, I'm, I'm there on just Facebook. Mike yep, just yep. Mike Napper is, is where it's at. If they want to go to our website, it's the 1040project.org. Um, and, of course, through that website, the 1040project.org, that's where Bethlehem Christian Academy is, which is our school. Uh, I think Lindsay uh, spoke a little bit about that, needing some yeah. more kids to be sponsored. The feeding centers are on there. We're feeding over 1,000 kids a day. The water well ministry is on there. The Bible college is on there. Everything that we do is on the 1040project.org. And the Facebook actually has, uh, uh, the 1040project.org has a Facebook. However, I'm, I'm more out to put things on my personal Facebook than I am on that. So. I got you. So we're better off to go to the website and follow you on the Mike Napper Facebook. Yeah, they can follow me there. They can follow me on Instagram. They can follow me on Twitter. We have, uh, we post things constantly on all three of the platforms. I got you. Okay. Um, I know one of the things that Lindsay was really impressed with, and you know this, she has said it over and over and over. You've heard it. Um, she really wanted to, um, she really wants to, to kind of stir up folks to consider sponsoring kids. I mean, you yeah. spot, you know, we sponsored kids all our lives through different ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was neat to be able to connect. I, I know this is, this is embarrassing to say, but like, I didn't realize you were sponsoring kids. I mean, you're friend, we're friends. We've probably told me, we've talked about it, but Lindsay did cause she was sponsoring. Yes. You know, she's yeah. sponsored she's her sponsored little dude, right? Yeah. And, um, so I wasn't tracking that, but she was, yeah. and, you know, she got to meet her guy, yeah. you know, that she'd been sponsored. That meant a lot to her. And yeah. I do think coming home that it's kind of, it's, it's cool to say, here's a sponsorship program where I can say, you know, the food's distributed from a church, you know, through pastors and pastor's wives. I know they're hearing the gospel, yeah. you know, uh, relational context is available. If you, yes. if you want to go and serve in this place, you can just a, I don't know, a lot, a lot of credibility. If somebody says, I want to sponsor a kid, but I don't know where to go yeah. to do that. Um, yeah. it, this, I would definitely point somebody to yeah. sponsorship. And you know, one of the good things about our school is, is it's Bethlehem Christian Academy. We're in two different countries. A couple of good things about our school is 100% of the sponsorship goes to the kid. It's $36 a month. Yeah. It goes to their program. We don't have overhead that we pull from that. Two, the kids that you sponsor, like when whenever you and Lindsay came to yeah. BAMA and you were at the school, the kid knew who you guys were. Yeah, uh, Sope was his name. Yes, because we tell the kid, you have a sponsor from America. This is their name. It's Pastor yeah. Ben and Lindsay Skipper. I want you to be praying for them at night. At the same time, you're praying for your kid. Now, this this the the sponsorship is our school, and so we don't send them to a public school somewhere or to someone yeah. else's private school. It's a school that we developed ourselves. So we know our teachers, we know their their history, we know their theological background, we know their educational background, and we have a phenomenal phenomenal program uh, of these kids not not only being scholars in the in the educational system, but they're also scholars in in scripture. And then when these kids graduate high school. 
they are actually going to be able to come through our Bible college for free. Yeah, okay. And so that's where the base camp comes in at. And then, so that's a platform to send out missionaries and pastors around Africa. Terrific. All right. Well, so Mike, I want to wrap up the podcast for, for time's sake, but I'm going to put you on the spot. I got two questions. You're right. Yes. So totally on the spot. You'll do fine though. Number one, if, if any of our other team members are listening to your podcast episode, you listen to theirs. I bet they're going to listen to yours. If any of those other team members are listening to the podcast that were with you in Togo, what would you say to them? You know, I would say that I seen a group of people that literally loved each other and loved loved Jesus and loved the ministry like I've never seen before. I, I literally seen people who showed up before. And I love Lindsay said this. She said this the other day on her podcast. And I really loved it. I never thought about this. The journey's long to get there. Yeah. But because of that long journey, you guys got to know each other better yeah. than you ever have before. Uh, because you were 28 hours or however long it took you to get there, you were sitting next to each other. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so so every member that came, you know, I seen a face, love people, they loved Jesus, and they loved each other more than they did probably before they got there. And I really love that about them. That's cool. All right, second. So if somebody's listening to the podcast who is, um, they're considering participating for the first time in a short-term mission team, or maybe they say, you know what, I can't fly, I can't go, but I want to engage international missions. I'll fund a kid. I'll, I'll help sponsor the next church. If there's somebody listening to the podcast um, who is on the fence but considering taking a step towards international mission work, what would you say to them? I'd tell them to do it. Just do it. Um, there's nothing to be scared about or that would hinder you. You're, you're not going to fail at this. Um, you're just going to grow from it. So I would tell them just, just honestly, just, just get out there and do it. You know, I seen people come out of their, uh, their shell when, when they done it. Um, it is a, sometimes I think for some people it could be scary, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just got to get out there and do it. And then once you do that, I think that you will, you will discover your purpose and, and, and you will excel in doing it. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank, thanks for, uh, making time to be on this podcast. But also, man, thanks for the ministry. Thanks for hosting our team. I know it was a lot of extra work on you. To you were the first one up. You were the last one to bed. You know, you you did a lot extra, um, as you do f- probably for every team. But I know there was a lot on you. I appreciate it. I was proud of you. I was impressed with the ministry. Thanks for hosting us in Togo. Well, thank you. And and again, Carterville's our our home church, and so we're just excited to to be an extension of the church in Africa. And so we appreciate you you guys and your prayers and your support. Honestly, for what you do for us, we could not do this, nor would we want to do this without you guys. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, you know, Lindsay is on the mission team, and I think it was neat for her um, to to experience your ministry not as a talking point for a monthly partner, but as, hey, I was standing right in the middle of it, got to see it. That was yes. neat for her, neat for me too. Well, I, I appreciate you bringing your family, and it was great for the whole Carterville team to be there. Thanks, Mike. All right, church family, I hope this episode of the podcast was good for you. If it's useful or encourages you, opens your eyes or encourages you for a next step in international missions, well then, praise the Lord. I would encourage you, if it's helpful to you, share it with somebody else. So if there's somebody that you think would benefit from this episode of the podcast, don't hesitate to send the link and let them listen.